We discussed yesterday how the Psukim in Hazinu, Kechelek Havaya Amoy, Yaakov Chava Nachlosoy, it talks about the Jewish people being a portion of Hashem, and it calls the Jewish people Hashem Yaakov, they're like the Chevel, his lot. Chevel means also a rope, the rope of his legacy. And then it says, he found the Jews in a Midbar. And in Kenesha Yorkira, we described how the Rebbe in the Maimer explains how these psukim are describing the process of tshuva. And that's why we read Pasha Zino during this time of the year. Just share another quick point about Kinesha Yorkinoi. Yesterday we talked about Yimseyu Beretz Midbor and the meaning and, and what it tells us about the nature of Tshuva and the relationship Hashem has with us through the lens of Tshuva. And now we'll talk about Kinesha Yorkinoi, that Hashem is here compared to an eagle, a Nesher. An eagle, as Rashi says, is an animal that has great mercy and compassion in acting with great mercy with its children. That when the Nesher, Rashi says, descends upon the nest, he doesn't do it all at once to wake them up in a rude way, but he does it gently. Right? He moves the branches on top as to wake them up, and then he comes into the nest. And then it says... <coughs> He sort of hovers over his chicks and doesn't really uh, weigh on them. So the same thing Hashem is also carries us with great rachmim. Now the concept of rachmim and its relationship to Nesher is a broad topic in Chesidus. Rachmim is the Mida in Chesidus which is key to the whole idea of Tshuva. Because what is Rachmim? We know there is three main spheres, three main characteristics. There is chesed, which is kindness. Kindness means chesed means giving unconditionally. Just because somebody needs something, or somebody wants something, you give them. You have it, they don't have it, so you share with them. It's irrespective of the condition of the beneficiary. Gvura, which is the left side, one is right, one is left. Gvura is the other side, which is judgment. You only give when it's right and when they deserve it and when it's good for them. You make a whole judgment whether it's right to give or not right to give. And what is Rachmim? Rachmim does take into consideration the condition of the beneficiary, but it's a Rachmanes. A Rachmanes means the poor guy, he needs it. So let's override the judgment and give it to him anyways. So Rachmim is called in Chesidus a synthesis between the two opposites of Chesed and Gevurah. Because of this uniqueness about Rachmim, which is also known in Kabbalah as Tiferes, the sphere of Tiferes, Tiferes means beauty. Beauty you have when you have a combination of colors. Same thing, Rachmim is called Tiferes beauty because it's a synthesis of two opposite uh, characteristics, Chesed and Gvurah. But it says that the fact that it has that quality to it, that it combines, it synthesizes two opposite qualities, it means that it's rooted in a very high, lofty divine source, in a divine source which is beyond divisions and opposites. It can combine opposites. That's why it's knowing that Tiferes is the Shemavaya, Shemavaya, which is the Hashem, the way is beyond limitations and opposites have no relevance there. And that's why Rachamim, 
which is compassion, which is a synthesis between Gvur and Chesed, really is a, in a unique midah, unique sphere that is rooted in a much higher, loftier source than the rest of the spheres. This is why Rachmim, we have the 13 Yud Gimel Midas Rachmim, are the root of Slicha and Kapora, forgiveness. Because what does forgiveness say? That even though the person did mess up, it's a Rachmanas on him, and we should save him, we should try to protect him, give him some form of redemption. So Rachmim is a very unique characteristic that has its roots in the deepest levels of the divine, of Alakuz, and is the root of all reparations, of all uh, things that are bad or are evil, that's where all the f- reparations and redemptions come from. <coughs> Another thing about Rachmim, what's unique about Rachmim, that Rachmim connects more, ever more, the lower the place is, the lower the person is, the lower the situation is, the more grave the situation is. It's like bigger Rachmanus. Rachmanus means that what, what is arousing Rachmanus is the, the, the adversity of a situation. Something seems so adverse that it arouses a feeling of compassion. The more serious the adversity is, the more Rachmanus. So Rachmim, what's called in Chesidus, is the middle of Yaakov. Yaakov is the Kavaim Tsoi, right? Avram is Chesed, Yitzchak is Gvura. Yaakov is the middle. Yaakov is Briach <coughs> HaTichon. It's the, the middle bar that, that goes Minakotze Lakotze. It goes from the highest extreme, the loftiest extreme, to the lowest extreme. <coughs> because the nature of Rachmim is to have compassion over that which is lowly. And in need of Rachmim. And the lower it is, the more Rachmim. So Rachmim has no limits. On the one hand, Rachmim is rooted in the deepest expression of Hashem Himself, more than Chesed and Gvurim. And on the other hand, it reaches down to the lowliest place. And in in, in these two things are interconnected. Because Rachmim is rooted so deep and so lofty in Hashem, that's why it can reach an effect and stir up even to the, in the lowliest places. And this is the secret of tshuva. Tshuva is aroused through rachmim. When a person, a chassidus always mentions, a Jew finds himself in a rut, <clears throat> in the lowest, lowliest annals of darkness and evil. And suddenly they realize how far they've gotten from Hashem. They begin to feel pity on their neshama, rachmim. When a Jew feels that, that's the beginning of tshuva, you awaken Lamaila in the heavens, the Inyafa Rachmim Rabim, the great Rachmim, the Rachmim that is limitless, that comes directly from Hashem's essence. And that Rachmim <coughs> is, since that Rachmim has no limits, it can connect even to the lowliest places, it can help the person come out of the rut, because the the, 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 the awakening of tshuva, where a person feels so alienated and so um, dissatisfied and bitter about himself, is my rachim rabim. This is the key to tshuva. The rachim, the concept of nesher. Nesher is the epitome of rachim. <clears throat> and rachim by nature is rooted on the one hand in the, in the deepest, in the extreme loftiest places, uh, levels of elokuz, and it reaches down to even the lowliest places. And on the contrary, 
the Rachmin becomes ever greater the lowlier the place is. Now the Rebbe explains there's one other point with Rachmin, the Midas Rachmin. The Midas Rachmin, the way it's in the heavens, is a divine quality. Rachmin, as it evolves to come down into the world, because it is an expression of the very, the deepest levels of Hashem, the nature of things are that, that it doesn't change. That means that even as it comes down to the lowliest levels, it retains its pristine nature the way it is above. With other spheres, it's not that way. Take chesed. Chesed is kindness. The way chesed is in Atzilus, it's a very sublime and lofty, uh, lofty quality. But of course it evolves and becomes a concept of chesed, which is love, can be in a very crude and vulgar way down here in this world. Yet it's rooted in chesed atzilus, the sublime, pristine quality of chesed atzilus. As it evolves and comes out into the world, it changes. It changes to something very different. Something very uh, opposite of what it was in the heavens. With Rachmim, it's different. Because Rachmim comes from the very deepest essence of Hashem, the way it comes down, where even when it evolves and engages down below, it remains as pristine as it is in its source. And this is the key why Dafka through Rachamim, Nesher, this is the eagle that's mentioned here in this context of Chuvin, Pashas Azinu. Dafke through Rachamim, it's possible that a Jew would awaken himself, would be awakened from the slumber of evil and darkness. And not only would he come out of there, but he would take the darkness itself and make it into light. That is, Aver has become mitzvahs. Because Bitzad the Midas Rachamim, which is the key to the awakening of Tshuva, to the Sayyidus of Tshuva, there's no difference the way it is shaman the way it is below. Since it defies the hierarchy of high and low, it can be in the most pristine level, and at the same time, in its, in its pristine state, can wallow down in the lowliest place, and it retains its pristine state. That means it can, darkness itself can also become light. Darkness is like another contradiction to it. This will explain, says the Rebbe, a fascinating thing that says from the Arizal. Shloim HaMelech says in Mishle, Shloisha Niflu Mimeni, the three things that one will never know. And now one, they become, they remain a mystery. What are the three mysteries? When an eagle flies in the heavens, flies up in the sky. What does that mean? It's a mystery. When an eagle flies away, it flies very high, and you don't see it anymore. In other words, you can see when it takes off, but you don't know its destination, because it disappears from the eye. It becomes a mystery. A snake sometimes sits on a rock, and then it slips away, and you don't even know where it went. And then also, it brings three things in nature that you see them taking off, but then they disappear and you don't see their destination. Like a boat going into the ocean. You see where it leaves off, it leaves from the harbor, but it, get, it takes off into the vast, endless ocean. So 
דריזל סס, דרך נשר בשמיים. What does that mean, דרך נשר בשמיים? שלום המלך is saying the mystery according to Kabbalah, according to Arizal. The mystery שלום המלך is describing is the eagle is one of the uh, parts of the Merkava. פני נשר, פני אריה, פני שוער, פני אדם. So he's wondering. נשר דן here is a treif bird. And in Shemaim, in the Merkava, it's, it's a very holy thing. It's a פני נשר, it's part of the Merkava of Hashem. How could it be? So the Rebbe says, the question that is asking Siddhis, the Tzemach Tzedek, why is Shlomo Melech only wondering about the bird, about the Nesher? Why not about the Aryeh? Pnei Aryeh is also one of the Merkava. And down here it's a Chayat Meir. Says the Rebbe, <coughs> Pshat is like this. But Aryeh, Shlomo Melech is not mystified. Why? Because he understands. In Shemaim, the Aryeh is a very holy thing. It's a holy phenomenon. It's Aryeh, Din Yifin Ava, Malach Mechol, whatever the Malachim do, Srofim, Avanim, they serve Hashem, Be'emah, Be'irat, it's a holy thing. But as it evolves, it changes through the Halomas, Ve'esterim, through the Tzimtzumim, the concealments, and it becomes ever, ever more coarsened until Kelchas V'Shalom also evolve into something of a tummy. It's taken rooted in the Pnei Aya in the Merkava, but it took on a very different form because it left its root and became estranged from it and take, took on a form which is totally adverse to its own roots. Like Avram, we have many Yotah Yishmoel. Yishmoel came from Avram. The Midah of Avram, which is Chesed, was now translated into Yishmoel's form of Chesed, which is the opposite of Kedusha. <clears throat> because he left Avram. In Avram's world, of course, there's only Chesed of Kedusha. But as it goes out of the realm of Avram, it can evolve into something, Adav Atomi. So Shleiman Melech is not puzzled by this. What he's puzzled is by the Nesher. Nesher comes from the word Nofal, Noshar. Neshira means to fall down. The Nesher comes from a very lofty place. Semidus Arachmim. And then it was part of the Merkava. And he fell down and he remains. He becomes, it takes on a Chayat Meya, a, a, a bird that's not clean, but has in it still the Milo of Rachmim, the way it is the Milo. Deep inside, it retains its pristine nature of Rachmim Rabim, the way it is rooted in the deepest level of the divine. Yishlam Melech is wondering how is that possible? He takes on the form of an oif tamay, but yet is be'etzim still the same rachmid way it's l'mayla. There's no change in the etzim. Just give a marshal. Chesidus talks about a person who is an atzmi. The misbehavior of atzmi is a very independent, autonomous individual. That he, his whole identity is defined by himself, not by what's around him. And no matter where you put the person, he remains the same. He can be involved in a lot of mundane materialistic uh, conditions and circumstances, in an environment that's completely different, and be involved in it. And yet he remains what he is. It doesn't change. It doesn't evolve. Right? This is by Yosef HaTzadik. He ran the country of Mitzrayim, Ervasa'oretz, but he remained Yosef HaTzadik, he didn't change inside. He was the same person because he's an atzmi. Rach, Midas Rachmim is different than the other spheres. 
Nesher is different than the Aryeh. That even as he evolves down, he doesn't really evolve. His etzim, he remains the same. It's the same Rachmim Lamayla. That's what he said. Dech Nesher Bashamayim. That the Nesher down here is the same Nesher as in Shamayim. As I've said before, which is why Rachmim Nesher, even he falls down, he can always come back. Because Bepnimis is the same. Just like a Jew who falls down into the lowliest places, Bepnimis is still Chelek Hashem Amoy. And that's why he can rebound. And that's the connection to Rachmim. That the Rachmim Rabbi, which wakes up a Jew to Tshuva, is also similar. It is rooted in the essence of Hashem, and therefore it can reach down to the lowliest places. And when it comes down to the lowliest places, it retains its pristine nature the way it is Lamaila. It not, it's not really changed. It's not, it didn't really evolve like other things that evolved from their source Lamaila. By the time they come down here, there's something very different. Something in a way even opposite. And that's what Moshe Rabbein is describing. Kenesha Yorikinoi. In a place of snakes and scorpions, but ale 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 as they say, and there the Eibusher is Kenesher, is Moira mitzrach mimrabim, which can reach down to the lowliest place, the deepest lowliest annals of evil and darkness, and there he wakes up the Jew, is also chelikavay amoy, is rooted in the deepest places within Hashem, and he wakes him up. <coughs> And then he watches him like the black of the eye. Ishan is the black part of the eye, as Chazal say. Vision comes through the black part of the eye, not the white. The remez here is, the hint is that the darkness, the black, is the source of light, becomes the source of light. And that's what this, these psukim are describing, the process of tshuva and the power of tshuva. And that there's no limit to where a person can come back from because of the power of Nesher, even when Nesher it falls down, but it retains its deepest roots in the most pristine level of, of a Lukus. And that's why a Jew who's also rooted in Asmus himself, Chilek Avaya Amoy, is Yaakov, which is the Bricha Tichoin. That's why Yaakov is mentioned here, because it, it, can, it, it shows the, the, the connection between Oimek Roim and Oimek Tachas. The extreme high and extreme low, how they they're both interconnected.